Welcome to the Audacious Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Rihanna Beers. Each week, we will walk you through the entrepreneurial adventures of either myself or my amazing guests as we explore what we did right, what we've done wrong, and everything in between. We'll arm you with tactical tips and tools that will allow you to navigate your own path to build your dream business. All right, y'all. So I have done what I've never done yet, and that is waited until Tuesday night at 8.53 to record this week's podcast. Um, It's usually recorded and edited and done, and I've been so busy with regular work this weekend that I didn't get it done. And it was a solo show, so I didn't have like a, you know, interview to be scheduling around. So yeah, so I was just riding our bike, or riding the bike, like the stationary bike, and writing my outline. So that's where I'm at this week. So, all right, so today... Today we are going to talk about burnout, all right? So regardless of what your job looks like, if you work in corporate America, if you work for a small business, if you run or own your own small business, even if you run a Fortune 500 company, you are susceptible to burnout. So we talk about what is burnout, okay? Because we hear this term all the time and a lot of people think it's just being tired, okay? Burnout is not just being tired. In fact, burnout isn't even just being really tired or really, really tired. Job burnout is a special type of work-related stress. It's a state of extreme physical or emotional exhaustion combined with a sense of reduced accomplishment um, and and kind of a loss of identity, uh, personal identity, okay? So it's when you are so tired and so exhausted that it's affecting your physical and emotional and mental state. So a lot of people associate or blame burnout on depression. Others have blamed it on having a non-rewarding job. But most of the research on burnout actually suggests that burnout is caused when you aren't taking care of yourself and maintaining a life outside of your job. Um, and I know we've talked a lot about that, right? So I just feel like I'm, I'm telling you all the same things week after week. So I'm hoping y'all are doing it. Okay. Not thinking I'm, you know, don't like talking to a wall. So I read this in, I think it was Forbes. I read the following about Ariana Huffington. And I think it's also in one of her books that she wrote about herself. Um, so she experienced firsthand uh, burnout when she almost lost an eye from burnout. So the story is that she was so tired at work that she passed out and she hit her face on her desk. She broke her cheekbone and had to get four stitches on her eye. All right. And her quote is, I wish I could go back and tell myself that not only is there no trade-off between living a well-rounded life and high performance, performance is actually improved when our lives include time for renewal, wisdom, wonder, and giving. That would have saved me a lot of unnecessary stress, burnout, and exhaustion. So we've talked about this week after week, you guys, about taking care of yourself first, making sure you're the best you to do all the other things. So now we're talking about taking care of yourself in order to, um, to avoid this, this burnout, this burnout epidemic. So Ariana Huffington, uh, you guys know HuffPost, 
Huffington Post. So she is one of the most successful women in, um, in journalism. And she's telling you that not only is there no trade-off between giving up your life for, for working and becoming a high performer at work, but that your performance will be improved when you make time for renewal, wisdom, wonder, and giving. So let's, let's get into what that means. Okay. So before we can give you the solutions for burnout, right? We got to figure out what is burnout. Got to make, see, do you suffer from it? Right? So in an article written by the Mayo Clinic, they gave a list of questions you can ask yourself. And if you're answering, as we're going through this list, if you answer yes to one, any, or all of these questions, then burnout is an issue for you. Okay. So these questions are, have you become cynical or critical at work? Do you drag yourself to work and have trouble getting started? Have you become irritable or impatient with coworkers, customers, or clients? Do you lack the energy to be consistently productive? Do you find it hard to concentrate? Do you lack satisfaction from your achievements? Do you feel disillusioned about your job? Are you using food, drugs, or alcohol to feel better or to simply not feel? Have your sleep habits changed? Are you troubled by unexplained headaches, stomach or bowel problems, or other physical complaints? So I look at this list, you guys, and I can look at this list and be like, yes, I, I've, I've suffered from all of these at one time or another. And I know for a fact that burnout was an issue for me. And I still have little bouts of it, but for the most part, I have finally, after, you know, however many years of, I mean, I'm 37, so I've been working for almost 20 years, you know, but anyway, after, you know, for being in the workforce for 20 years, I finally have come to realize this whole, you know, work-life balance thing. And so, um... But, but yes, some of these things were absolutely a problem for me. And I still, you know, suffer from some of these every once in a while. So anyway, so here's the thing. So, so many of us have or had a great passion for our work. And, but we're suffering from, from a misalignment of our input versus our output, right? We feel like we're putting into our job more than we're getting out of it. And many times we're quick to assume that this is because we're stuck in a job that isn't rewarding. However, if, if this job was rewarding for you at once and you felt passion for it and now you don't, then take a step back. Cause I would take a step back and be like, okay, well then maybe it's not the job. Maybe it's me. Right. So, and like I mentioned before, there are a number of studies that have shown that this feeling of misalignment, you know, between your input and what your and your output is actually caused by your lack of self care. So part of that, you guys, is we live in a society where working long hours is, is this badge of honor, right? Um, so everything I'm telling um, you that I'm about to tell you about is going to go against what makes us, quote unquote, good workers. Um, you, t- you know, you think, you look at our society, and, and this is a U.S. thing, y'all. Like in, in other parts of the country, they work four-hour work weeks. They work 30-hour work weeks. They work, I think it's Sweden, I was just reading, has a 22-hour work week, guys. 
and we're over here, the average, the last study I read said the average US worker is working like 48 or 50-ish hours a week. The average worker, you guys, like a full-time job is supposed to be 40 hours. And I know, I know my, my team works more than 40 hours. I know I work more than 40 hours. Um, but, and that's just, it's so hard to break away from that societal norm, right? Where being quote unquote busy is just, that's your bad. Like I said, it's a badge of honor. You know, oh, I'm busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Like, like it makes us a better person. Like take a, take a break. Stop being so flipping busy, right? Okay. Sorry. This is what happens when you guys get me when I'm tired after a grumpy day at work. <laughs> so back on track. Okay. So as I was saying, we live in the society where long hours are a badge of honor. So I'm going to give you five things right now, you guys, five, I said things, five steps to take. I lost my place. There we go. Five steps to take. And y'all, you're going to think it goes against being a good worker, right? Because we've talked about like good workers just spend all their time at work just plugging away at the computer. But I promise you that by doing these things and taking care of yourself first and following these steps, you'll help avoid or get over your burnout. And you're going to find more productivity productivity while you are at work as well. Okay, I promise you. I, I, I live by these, you guys. And, and I'm not just giving them to you because I I do them and they work. Like if you go and Google how to fight burnout, every one of these things that I'm about to tell you is going to be on every list you find because I, I did it. I looked and it, it, these things were on every list, whether it was a list of five or a list of 17, these things were there. All right, you guys ready? You with me still? You with me? Okay. Number one is sleep. Okay. And anyone who's listening to this, if you know me, you know that I am in bed by nine and I'm asleep by hopefully 9.05, but usually like 10. And I get a minimum of seven hours of sleep. Okay. Minimum. For me, the thought of getting less than seven hours of sleep will make me grumpy. And for those of you listening that are, you know, you hang out with me and you're my friends, you will watch me like at a social event and I'm like, ugh, I'm going to this concert tonight, but I have to work tomorrow. And so I'm only going to get five hours of sleep. And I'm just ticked about the fact, you know, the, the thought of not getting enough sleep. It's stupid. All right. I, I get that. But I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. So for me, seven hours minimum. And I understand that each of us is different. You know, like my, my husband, um, I, he probably gets an average maybe of six to seven hours. Um, but he can go a few days on end with four or five hours of sleep. No problem. And then, you know, on the weekends, he'll quote unquote catch up. You can't really catch up on sleep, but whatever. Right. But you cannot tell me, don't tell me you're one of those people. Oh, I can live off three hours of sleep. Not on a regular basis. You guys, I know because there, there is actually a rare genetic disease. I can't remember the name of it, but that says that, yes, you can do that. That your body does not need to, to rejuvenate, to recover at night. Um, or, or it does it faster. Okay. But unless you've been diagnosed with that medical, you know, rare medical genetic disease, you do not just need two or three hours of sleep. Okay. You're fooling yourself and you are killing yourself. So 
you need more sleep, okay? And depending on the studies you look at, some say seven to nine, some say six to eight. I'm gonna tell you seven to eight because I feel like that falls in every single study that I've ever found, okay? And sure, there's gonna be nights where we get less than that, but on the regular, you want to aim for that seven to eight hours of sleep, all right? So if, if you're not sleeping and you feel burnt out at your job, well, guess what? Go to bed. So you take action right here. So this might take some planning. So work backwards, okay? Work backwards from when you have to get up in the morning and then figure out what time you have to be asleep in order to get your seven hours. Let's start there. If you're one of those people that thinks you can get three or four hours, start at six hours. That's fine, but let's get to seven. So work backwards from the time you need to get up. And then I suggest winding down um, and getting ready for bed about an hour before you want to be asleep. Um, And some tips, you know, you can drink chamomile tea, you can take a bath, you can read a book. Um, Make sure you're doing these things though, like an hour to an hour and a half before you want to be asleep. You know, you don't drink the tea when you're going to bed. Like it doesn't work instantaneously, okay? So, so prepare. So even if that means drinking your tea and then putting the kids to bed or then doing, you know, your nighttime routine, whatever that looks like, but get yourself winding down, get into a nightly routine, just like your kids need a nightly routine. You might need one too, um, to start going to bed a little earlier. And let me tell you what this doesn't include is being on your phone or in front of a screen. Y'all know that I'm about to tell you that the whatever the blue light or whatever that it gets emitted from your screens turns on your brain and wakes you up. So get off your phone. So number two, exercise. Okay. And you've heard me say this before. A, this analogy is a power plant does not get energy. It makes energy. Okay. Your body is the same thing. Works the same way. So if you're lacking the energy to get through your day, It's because you're not moving your body to make the energy to get you through all the activities for your day, okay? And for some people, that means working out right when they get out of bed, okay? I would love to be one of those people. I'm not, so I go to a lunchtime class, um, and that actually makes me more productive in the afternoon. I go to my noon class, I come back, and I am ready to hit the ground running for the last couple hours of my day. Um, Working out is also scientifically proven to release stress. And and honestly, whether you're doing it first thing in the morning or in the middle of your workday, it gets your mind off of your work, right? Because whatever you're doing, that's where your focus is. You know, so if you're riding your bike, you're listening to your music, you're listening to your podcasts, you're doing a strength training, weight workout, um, whatever it is, your mind is off your work. So if nothing else, you're getting that 30 minutes or hour of, of you're giving your brain a break. Okay. So how do you take action on this one? Well, guess what? More planning. Okay. You have to plan your exercise. Okay. What do they say? Failure to plan is planning to fail. So if you're just saying like, Oh, I'll make it to the gym sometime tomorrow. I'll get my walk in sometime tomorrow. No. I don't know if you just heard me clap, but I did. No. Put it on your calendar. First thing in the morning, mid-morning, lunchtime, afternoon, I don't care. Put it on your calendar and then keep your promise. Just like it's a meeting for someone else, this is a meeting with yourself. 
Okay. So put it on your calendar. Um, and don't, don't break it. Okay. Do not break the promise to yourself. All right. Next on how to next tip for how to beat burnout. Ooh, how to beat burnout. There we go. Is relax. Okay. This can be meditating. It can be reading a book, taking a walk, whatever it is. I'm telling you to relax for 30 minutes a day. Okay. Um, I suggest the things I just told you. Some of you are going to sit in front of Netflix and watch YouTube and that's totally fine. I YouTube. Did you just hear me? I said, sit in front of Netflix and watch YouTube. No, you're not. You're going to sit in front of the TV and watch Netflix or YouTube. Oh my Lord. Go to bed, Brianna. All right. So, <laughs> so relaxing 30 minutes a day, relaxing. Sometimes, yes, that can be sitting in front of the TV, watching Netflix, but I would like to challenge you to get outside that norm. And like I said, read a book, take a walk, uh, listen to a podcast, just sit and you know meditate or whatever it is, but 30 minutes of relaxation. In addition, I want you to schedule longer relaxation breaks, also known as vacations. All right. I suggest some sort of vacation, even if it's just a mini vacation or a long weekend or even a night away every quarter. Okay. I know that for some of you, you're like, what are you talking about? This doesn't have to be, I'm not saying go on a two week vacation every three months, every, yeah, three months. I'm saying take a weekend getaway, you know, go to the mountains, you know, go to the beach, even overnight, but something, Okay, get something on the calendar for every quarter. Um, so your take action here, you planned it, you guessed it, you know, you're going to plan. So again, may, plan out your 30 minutes a day. So maybe your 30 minutes a day comes by getting up 30 minutes early. Maybe your 30 minutes is done on your lunch break. Maybe it's right before bed. Whatever it is, make a plan and stick to it. Okay, as for those that vacation, get your next one on the calendar right now, okay? When you're done with this podcast, go talk to your significant other, tell them what you need to do, and do it. Plan something within the next three week, three months, okay? If you're listening to this right now, that means before the end of the year, okay? So maybe it's going out of town right after your Thanksgiving, you know, taking a little break. Maybe it's going right after Christmas. Maybe it's going somewhere fun for New Year's. I don't care, but put something on the calendar, Okay. Do it. Do it now. Just getting finished listening first. All right. So number four on our list is ask for help. Okay. So I know that this one is going to be hard for those of you that are used to doing everything yourself. But honestly, asking for help is a sign of strength. And it shows that you know and respect your limits. Okay. I am so quick. If I suck at something or I know for a fact that someone else on the team knows how to do it, I am a thousand percent going to go ask them to do it for me really quick rather than struggle through it for 25 minutes trying to figure out how to do it. Okay. Especially if it's something that I'm never going to do again. That's stupid. Okay. Know your strengths, know your team's strengths. Okay. And I mean, and if you don't have a team, asking for help might be 
hiring a virtual assistant for a couple hours a week to do the stuff that you struggle through. Um, Asking for help might also just mean talking to somebody, right? It could mean talking to your significant other or a best friend or your mom, your sister, your somebody, and just unloading the stresses of your workday. Okay, sometimes asking for help just means asking for an ear to listen and a shoulder to lean on, okay? But whatever asking for help looks like to you, make sure that you're doing it. Um, So my take action for this would, would be to find one item on your task list and delegate it to someone else, you know, by asking them to take it off your plate. And if you feel guilty about that, Maybe you're in a position where you are good at something that maybe other people aren't, so you could kind of trade. So maybe there is a, let's say you work somewhere and there's a reconciliation task and there is a update clients task. I have no idea what I'm talking about. You guys just go with me. And you are terrible at reconciliations, but you are awesome at client communications. So maybe you talk to someone and say, hey... If you do my reconciliations, I will reach out to your clients this week, okay? So if you feel bad asking people for help, maybe, you know, you can offer help in exchange. I hope that makes sense. So your take action is to find one thing on your task list that you can delegate to somebody else. And tip number five, the last thing on my list, and this is the hardest, and this is probably... I don't know if it's going to be the hardest for all of you, but I know it is a hard one for us and it is to disconnect. Okay. You cannot be available to your work, to your job, to your clients 24 seven. Okay. And in a time where we can work from our couch on our laptops and even on our phones, this is tough. Okay. Um, but you have to set limits. So, Maybe it's that you don't check your email or your phone, anything during dinner, or maybe it's we don't check our work anytime after dinner, Um, whatever it is, okay, set limits and stick to them. And yes, I'm talking to you business owners out there. I know there are business owners out there because I am one of them that's like, well, what if my client has an emergency? Okay. Well, there, there is, inle- I mean, I know there are emergencies out there, but there, I mean, I'm an accountant and there is absolutely nothing that is happening right now at 9.17 PM that my client needs to call me for on my cell phone. Okay. I don't care if the IRS is knocking at their door. They can tell the IRS that they will, they can talk to me tomorrow at 8 AM. Okay. And I know that there are people in industries where that does not apply, but I need you guys to take a deep, take a step back and take a deep look and really figure out if your if your clients and need to be need to have access to you twenty four seven. And the answer is likely no. And I know that's hard, but it's the truth. Um, do Do you guys know? Like, I don't even give my cell phone number to my clients. You know, they have my office and I'm there enough and they have my email and I can check my email from anywhere from my phone. And I do, I, you guys, I do, I check my email, 
you know, probably a few times a night. I check it in the morning before I go into the office. So I do know, I do check it outside of my office hours. And my clients know that if I, if it's not office hours and I don't answer my phone, that email is the quickest way to get a hold of me. But they also know you're not, I think most of them also know they're not going to get a hold of me at nine o'clock on a Tuesday night. And part of that just comes to training them, right? Um, so here my take action. So if, if disconnecting is hard, start with designating one hour a day where you're going to completely unplug. Okay. Maybe that's an hour starting with when you sit down for dinner. Maybe that's the one hour as you're putting the kids to bed, but start with one hour where you plug your phone in, let's say in the kitchen and you leave it there and your computer's off and you just you literally disconnect from all the things. Oh, okay. That was a lot, but I think, I think we're good. So let's summarize. So burnout, not just being tired. Okay. <laughs> burnout is like extreme stress that's causing physical and emotional exhaustion. All right. And we went over how to identify if you have it. And if you do have it, if you are feeling burnt out at work, you need to get more sleep, get some exercise, find some time to relax, ask for help and disconnect. All right. Um, that is it for this week. Thanks for putting up with my tired tired ass over here. Excuse my language. Um, all right, let's see if I can wrap this up without forgetting anything. But thank you for listening. As I always do, I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, I'm going to tell you to go check out the Facebook group, the audacious entrepreneur podcast. That is where you're going to get links to the show notes. You'll get notifications if we post any episodes early And that is where I want you to give your feedback and your ideas for show notes and the questions you want to hear me answer. Um, I'm also going to ask you to subscribe on Spotify or iTunes. And if you are on iTunes, I'm going to also ask you to leave me a review. All right. That wraps up another week. I'm going to thank you one more time for being with me. And I cannot wait to chat with you again next weekend, guys. (laughs) Nope. Next week. I don't do weekends. Have a good one. Talk to you next week. Bye.